This podcast is brought to you by Cohen Tire. This is the Observer Reporter High School Football Podcast. Welcome to the Observer Reporter's High School Football Preview Show. I am sports editor Chris Dugan. Joining me this week, the newly married Luke Campbell, our high school beat writer, fresh from Jamaica in the uh, honeymoon. Uh, Luke, your life as you knew it just ended, so <laughs> learn to live with it. <laughs> But we're going to talk a little high school football this week. And we had some pretty good games last week, Luke, while you were out of the country. Not much changed, though. We still have six undefeated local teams. Bell Vernon and South Fayette are undefeated in Class 4A. We have three teams still unbeaten in Class AA. They're all in the Century Conference. Burgettstown, Best Center, Washington, all unbeaten. California is 5-0 in Class A in the Tri-County South Conference. Now this week we come to you from the venerable Hill Memorial Stadium in Burgettstown where the Blue Devils will be playing on Saturday afternoon. They'll put their unbeaten record on the line against Brownsville. And so far, Luke, some of the, the good stories in high school football this year, you have to consider West Green. Looks like it's gonna end a uh, playoff drought that goes back to 1993. Peters Township and Cannon McMillan have been fighting for a playoff spot in 6A. And of course, a bounce back year for Best Center and Burgettstown, a team that's only had two winning seasons since 2000, is undefeated. And it's looking, I mean, they're looking to go 5-0 for what, the first time right, in 30 years? We believe it's 1986, the last time the Blue Devils were 5-0. That was a team that had uh, Mario Bongiorni at quarterback, had uh, Vince Ines and John Gabrielli, and uh, they, they had a good team, play, had some big games that year against Wash High and Best Center. And out of all the Century Conference, I, I think they probably have the, the least amount of question marks, too. I mean, we look at Beth Center last week. They got torched by Bentworth. And, yeah, uh, gave up uh, 35 points, but one, I, it was like 55-35. And yeah. that game went on forever. That, that game was played on the turf at Washington and Jefferson. Sean Zach, 15-25, over 200 yards passing, four touchdowns. Beth Center's passing defense kind of came into question, and, and you mentioned Burgettstown. Ryan Lounder moved into quarterback this year. That's something that they could take advantage of. Obviously, we're looking weeks down uh, down the road here, but then Washington, they only put up 12 points against a Frazier team that, that hasn't done much yeah, of anything a win, this year. a winless Frazier team. Now, Washington did only give up six first downs in that game. I think Frazier had less than 80 yards total offense, but... Washington only scored 12 points. They were highly penalized in that game. Uh, that's something that I know just drive Mike Bosnick, the head coach at Wash High, crazy. Um, so, some things to look at when you start comparing Burgettstown, Best Center, and Washington. Strength of schedule. Burgettstown's opponents are 4-15 and 15 right now. Best Center's opponents, 5-20. and 20. Washington's opponents are 7-12. and 12. None of them has really played an outstanding schedule, although Washington did play South Park, which is a very good AAA team. And none of them have played each other. Yeah, so. that's, the, that's the interesting thing about the Century Conference. The big games are backloaded. You have those three undefeated teams, plus you have Charleroi that has only one loss. The Cougars are still in this. Uh, Gino Pellegrini, a quarterback, he can throw the ball. And, and, and Charleroi is going to make it difficult for all, th well, they've already lost to Washington. They can make it difficult for Best Center and Burgettstown. It's going to be a fight coming down the stretch here. And that's, I mean, that's good news for, for us and kind of every, all the football fans because yes. there's nothing worse than seeing a, a very good team against a team that's not 
necessarily up to par. And, and when you, these teams are going to meet, like possibly next week, Beth Center and Burgettstown, possibly both undefeated, that, that's, what, that's what you want as a southern, oh, western Pennsylvania football fan. Yeah. That game, by the way, would be played in Fredericktown. That would be Burgettstown at Beth Center. Um, but before that, Burgettstown has to play Brownsville. And if Burgettstown wins, Blue Devils will clinch a playoff spot. They would be the first team in the area to clinch a playoff spot. Washington, there's also a scenario that Washington can clinch a playoff spot this week. So it's not too, not too early, even though we're at the halfway point in the season, it's not too early to start talking uh, playoffs. And uh, one thing that you're going to hear later on in the uh, OR High School Football Preview Show, which is sponsored by our friends at Cohen Tire in Washington, is you'll hear from Burgettstown head coach Mark Druga, who has the Blue Devils off to that undefeated start. Now, um, another thing I wanted to talk about, Luke, is um, next week there's some other big games besides Burgettstown and Best Center playing in Fredericktown. California's unbeaten. California has a game at home against Carmichael's, and if California wins that game next week on their home turf, they're probably going to roll to the Tri-County South title, even though they have a game the following week against Rochester, an unbeaten team out of conference. And you mentioned week schedules. California, we didn't know what they were coming into Imani Christian. They played really, their competition wasn't that great. And then they did what they did to Imani Christian, and I think everybody, not only um, in our newsroom, not only in, in their conference in the Tri-County South, but I think across the Whippeal, because Imani Christian was supposed to be one of those teams like, hey, they can, they can replace Clareton this year, who has mm -hmm. been the, the class of, of Class A. Right, for years. And I think California going up there and, and getting that win on the road, that made a huge statement, and I think there's they're something to be taken serious about. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough stretch for California. Adam Money Christian, then they played Mapletown last week with Dylan Rush. They have a game at Manesson this week, Carmichael's next week, and then Rochester the week after that. You'll know a lot about California two weeks from now. And Carmichael's, too, their only loss this year came against Olsh. So we don't know too much about them Them also. I mean, they got a big win, big comeback win over West Green, which it was... came from double digits behind in the second half. Which won was that huge, game. huge, so... Well, we had a chance a little earlier to talk about Burgettstown's game against uh, Brownsville that will be played Saturday here at Hill Memorial Stadium. And uh, Mark Drugat told us a little bit about the Blue Devils and their undefeated start. We're here with Burgettstown head football coach Mark Druga, and it, it's good good time to be the Burgettstown football coach. Blue Devils are undefeated, 3-0 and in the uh, Century Conference, 4-0 overall. Coach, you're playing as well as anybody in the conference right now. Uh, what's been the secret? I don't know if it's been a secret or not. We're out here, so sometimes it's a little secretive, but we're playing great defense. We picked off where we left off last year and have taken it to the next level in regards to that. Also, offensively, we've changed some things. We're more two back this year. We brought our most explosive weapon coming back from last season, Ryan Lounder into quarterback. He won the job during camp. And our line is back for the most part for the five starters from last year. And we, I feel, are dominating in the trenches. And we have several players, running backs, wings, that have scored touchdowns this year for us. So well, let's talk a little bit about the defense because this is an amazing statistic. So far this year, Burgettstown has outscored its opponents 181 to nine. In the first half, they've outscored their opponents 148 to three. 
The Bergenstein defense has actually scored more points than they've allowed. More points on interception returns, fumble returns. They've even returned a punt if you consider that defensive scoring. Uh, Mark, who, who's been the key players on that defense? Again, it's an entire team effort. Uh, I hate to say the cliche, but overall, I would definitely say our linebacking core. Three of the four are seniors, and at times a fourth one who is a senior spots another player coming in. Uh, our nose guard has done a phenomenal job, as have our two defensive ends, not allowing our linebackers to be touched by that flow coming down from the line. And then our secondary takes advantage of those opportunities when the quarterback has time to throw the ball. You've allowed the fewest points in double-A out of every double-A team. So tell me a little bit about um, your schedule's almost backloaded. You have the two other t teams tied for the top of the conference, Beth Center and Washington, um, near the end of your schedule. Tell me a little bit about you know what you're doing to keep your guys focused in these games that they still count. They, they're still 100 uh, mean 100% to their record, but uh, in the end of things, those, those meaningful games are coming down the stretch for you guys. Definitely. Uh, whenever you look at the schedule last year, we were two and two going into this point of the season. And again, we had some fortune and we came out on top last year against Brownsville. But later on in the year for our homecoming, which is this week, we lost to Charleroi after we botched it in the second half. We had the lead and Charleroi kept fighting and came back and defeated us. So that's been a driving theme this entire year, not to have a letdown and to continue rolling once we got up on an opponent. And again, you mentioned our schedule being backlogged, you could say heavy at the end. And once again, that's how the schedule played out this year. Last year, we were two and two. We lost to Canavan as well as Chartier's Houston in a nail biter. This year, we've put things together and have taken advantage of at times situations. Would you rather have those those big games and when I say big games everybody knows that Best Center and Washington are going to be big games and you said you have a revenge game with Charlery. Would you rather have those games spread out every two or three weeks or would you rather have them at the end of the schedule like they are? Well the shall we say anticipation the excitement will build for the end of the season whenever everybody's coming together and you do have undefeated teams or teams with maybe one or two losses it's always nice to have an easier opponent on paper in the middle of that however it just is up in the air how the schedules work out each year and so as a coach you prepare week to week obviously everybody's talking about games such as best center uh, charleroi washington and even elizabeth ford at the very end but we're focused one game at a time, and we're getting to take care of the opponent in front of us. You, you talked about building excitement as the season goes along. Can you sense that at Burgettstown this year, that people that uh, really haven't been paying a lot of attention to Burgettstown football are suddenly finding out that, hey, there's pretty good product here? Yes. I know I have a personal friend, friend of the family. Uh, they were a Burgessown alum in the 60s, and they live in New Brighton School District now. They came back for a game on Friday night and just happened to win the 50-50. Uh, <laughs> I heard it on the announcements. I was laughing away. And then just also, too, some of my other coaches who live in the district have stated that they haven't talk to individuals about our football program in 20, 30 years. Now all of a sudden those individuals are coming to our games and our stands ever since last season have been full. The community is entirely behind us and I'm very thankful as well as the team for that. How hard is it to avoid the letdown? Because 
it seems like week in and week out you're putting up 40, 50 points and you're not giving up any points. So, so it has to be hard, you know, week in and week out. Obviously, you have that ex excitement in week one. But as the season kind of drags along, does it get hard, especially when you're having these blowout wins, to not necessarily go into a game and, and expect to, you know, blow a team out, but have a closer win, like a 14-point win? Or, or how, do you, how do you just keep that excitement up at practice to, to continue to put up these high numbers? It is difficult at times, especially, say, on a day such as this with the heat kicking. But we are very mature in regards to our senior leadership as well as everyone else following. We have juniors and sophomores leading. On top of that, uh, again, we just have to continue to be focused each week. And in the close games, we hopefully will win those close games, those tight games. But I know we used the game of Derry two seasons ago down here where we were the last team to defeat Derry until last season Aliquippa did in the playoffs. And so we understand the importance of staying focused with that. And I go back to my college roots with Coach Lockhart. Uh, one of the most upset I had seen him in my years of playing for Coach Lockhart, um, we were down to Waynesburg on the opening kickoff. And after that, I believe we scored 60 or 66 unanswered. But at halftime, Coach Lockhart was very animated in regards to our one letdown on the kickoff return. Uh, you, you talk about having uh, a routine and excitement for Friday night football here. Remember, Burgettstown doesn't play Friday night this week. This is homecoming weekend for Burgettstown, and Burgettstown is one of the few teams in the WPIAL that plays its homecoming games on Saturday afternoon as opposed to the regular Friday night home games. I know for the community, it's an incredible event. You have cookouts throughout the entire day. You'll have the Boy Scouts creating chicken for the community. You'll have a parade with floats. And this goes back to a forgotten time, an American lore, you could say. Uh, for the young men, at times it's difficult to stay focused because of all the activity. It's incredible, it, very much so. Um, fortunately, the athletes as well as the staff stay focused for the most part. On top of that, it's always nice to have another week of or another day of preparation. Last year we had two Saturday games because we played Canavan up at Dormont, but that was Saturday night, so that really drew out the week, so to speak. But for the most part, we have stayed focused over the years, and again, the entire community plus alum come back for that week. It's incredible. Well, we wish you all the luck this week. Remember. Burgettstown will be hosting Brownsville. It's homecoming at Burgettstown. That game is Saturday afternoon. Okay. Let's look back to last week, and we, we had some very good performances in the local area, Luke, um, while you were out of the country. <laughs> Joey Caroli of uh, Trinity, the uh, senior tailback there, he set a school record for single-game rushing yards. He ran for 358 yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns in the Hiller 62 to 34 thumping on the road at Blackhawk. In that same game, Dylan Kern, the quarterback for the Hillers, he set Trinity's career touchdown passes record. He threw for three TDs in that game. He now has 21 for his career. South Fayette, the undefeated Lions, extended their regular season winning streak to 52 games. That was in a 52-14 win at Knock, which happens to be Luke Campbell's uh, alma mater, but we won't mention that. Um, South Fayette now tied for the second longest regular season winning streak in WPIAL history. Um, they can move out of the tie this week by beating that Blackhawk team where we just mentioned lost to Trinity. Uh, South Fayette quarterback Drew Saxton 
He's now 13th on the WPIAL career passing yards list. He has 5,763 career passing yards. Uh, this week, California will clinch a playoff berth with if they can beat Manesson and Carmichael's defeats Mapleton, that will put California into the playoffs. And Ryan Culberson had one of the best individual performances of the season last year. That's the Fort Cherry quarterback. Culberson ran for 224 yards on 18 carries last week. He scored four touchdowns rushing, threw for a touchdown, and ran a punt back for a score And Fort Cherry's win at Shenango. Uh, the, the biggest play that Culberson made in that game was a 45-yard game-winning touchdown run with only 41 seconds left. That was one of those games Jim Shield, the head coach of Fort Cherry, told me. Culberson went back to pass, had some pressure, took off, started running. Everybody on the sideline started yelling, get out of bounds, get out of bounds, and then keep going, good touch, good play, touchdown, way to go. <laughs> so sometimes just being a good athlete, you can make up for a lot of mistakes that other people might be making. Yeah. Um, Luke, there, there's some good games this week, not as good as the schedule on October 6th, which is next weekend. That, that schedule is one of the best that you're going to see all year. But locally, there are a few games of interest. One involves Fort Cherry. Fort Cherry is still 1-1 uh, and one in the Tri-County South, 3-1 and one overall. Rangers' only loss was at California. They went out. They finished second in the conference. Yeah, I mean... What did we say about Fort Cherry all along? If you stop Ryan Culberson, you have a good shot at winning. Yeah, but that's, that's easier said <laughs> that's, than done. That is a lot and easier said The team that has, has that test this week is West Green. West Green is 3-1 in the conference, 4-1 overall. Pioneers will be at Jim Gary Stadium this weekend. And their question is, are they going to get quarterback Zach Pettit back? Yeah, Zach Pettit did not play last week because of an injury. Uh, West Green won 18-0 at Jefferson Morgan last week. Stopped the Rockets at the one-yard line on the last play of the game to preserve the shutout. But uh, Pettit was injured two weeks ago against Carmichael's in the second half. West Green's offense kind of left the game with him. Carmichael's com comes back, wins that game. Uh, West Green had a bounce back. Plays defense, beats Jefferson Morgan. Now, if uh, Pettit doesn't play, you know we don't know. He might. They were targeting this week as the week that he would return. If he doesn't play, that's going to be a tough task for West Green to win at Fort Cherry. And well, people that haven't seen West Green doesn't don't realize is that how Ryan Culberson drives that Fort Cherry offense. Zach Pettit really does the same for, for West Green. I mean, yes, they have Ben Jackson at running back, but Zach Pettit is the straw that stirs the drink. I mean, he he throws, he runs, he he opens up the defense so much for the other pieces on that offense to, to do what they can do. Yeah, this, this will be a very important game because the winner of this still has a chance, an outside chance to win the conference, but a good chance to finish second in the conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, another game that interests me is uh, Peter Stotship plays at Norwin in the Class 6A Southeastern Conference. Peter's just inching closer and closer to a playoff berth. 2-1 and one in the conference, 4-1 and one overall. They play at Norwin. Norwin's also 2-1 and one in the conference, 3-2 and two overall. Norwin's coming off a very impressive win last week over Cannon McMillan. They, Norwin is a physical football team. They have a lot of size up front, and they're, they're good on defense. This is going to be a tough test for Peter Township on the road. I'm thinking it's going to be low scoring. I mean, these two defenses, point-wise, have given up the fewest in that conference, in the Southeastern Conference um, in 6A. 
and and like you said, Norwin, they are a very tough physical team. Really beat up Mount Lebanon, it seemed like. And uh, Peters Township behind Jay Cortez, uh, their offense has been pretty good the last two weeks. Uh, wins over Hempfield and Altoona. Um, let's see if they can keep that going for win three in a row. And, and this is huge in the conference because this yeah, win one of, gives, those, one of those teams will be three and one in the conference after this this game. An outright third place in the conference too. So that so that's going to be huge coming down the stretch where you know Peters Township still has Mount Lebanon on the schedule, which yeah. you know it, it's it's a big toss up. As the, the winner of this game might avoid Pine Richland in the playoffs. Even though Peter Township still has to play Pine Richland in a regular season game, <laughs> um, there there are some other games this week that are that are interesting. Uh, Ringgold has a big game, <laughs> big a tall task for the Rams, but they they if they can win it somehow, then they're looking good for the playoffs. It's, they play at Thomas Jefferson this week. If if you want to, it's a ginormous task. <laughs> okay. Let's we'll put it. Tall might be an understatement because Thomas Jefferson has outscored opponents 207 to seven this year. They average giving up 1.8 points per game. They have shut out their last three opponents. Ringgold's offense this year just over 14 points per game. Yeah. So, so well, Ring, Ringgold played TJ in a shootout last year. We'll, so. we'll see if they can get a shootout, but that that might be good for the Ringgold offense if they can shoot out. And and, and even though if it, it is ends up in a loss. Something to get that offense, you know, clicking again. What well, Brendan Small at running back, um, and they welcomed their their tight end back from um, a shorter injury earlier in the season uh, last week. So so a little bit of um, kind of piecing together that that uh, Ringgold offense um, is something that you you don't want to necessarily look forward to doing it against TJ. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of what the situation the Rams are in. That does it for this week's Observer Reporter High School Football Preview, sponsored by our friends at Cohen Tire in Washington. Join us next week, and I have a feeling we'll be setting up a game between Burgettstown and Best Center.